Hello, everyone. It's Nick Walters again with the National Industrial Hemp Growers Digest. And once again, we are flat out tickled to death to have a really great guest on as our uh, guest this week for the podcast, uh, Heba Sadiq, who is here from uh, a, a uh, long and far away, right, this morning to be able to talk to us as as we're recording this <clears throat> this weekend, uh, I mean, this evening for her and this afternoon for us to learn more about not only her carbon credit certification course, which is really cool for us to be able to get into, but also other things that, that Heba is involved in. So Heba Sadiq, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about your um, company um, that is all about the green takeover of the world, right? And we want to know more about that. We'd love to know more about kind of how you got into this uh, and how uh, something like this is uh, become of interest to you. And really a lot about this particular course that I'm very pleased to say that I have signed up for, and I'm going to be a certified carbon guru by the time that it's all over with. So <laughs> tell us more about you, how, how um, tell us kind of background and where you are and those type of things. Sure. So I'm currently in Saudi Arabia, as you mentioned. I'm based out of uh, Los Angeles, California, but temporarily in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean. Which is home for I've you, been, right? I mean, no, well, I've no, been no. in D.C., okay. in Washington, D.C. for the past 20 years. I'm, so let me start there. That's a good place to start. I'm right. Saudi American, born yes. in Minneapolis, raised in Saudi Arabia. And uh, Washington, D.C. has been my home for 20 years. Recently made the move to Los Angeles. I'm back and forth at the moment between Saudi and L.A. Um, yeah. And um, so how I got into this, basically, I've spent the past 15 plus years in finance and operations and project leadership roles uh, as a finance director and operations uh, and operations director. I've worked with a lot of small businesses and startups that focus on sustainability, generating dialogue between cultures, uh, raising awareness and education, financial literacy. So it's been really close to my heart, um, this cross-cultural knowledge exchange and um I enjoy it very much so. And I ended up in 2014 getting a client who just won a pitch competition for a CBD topical, end of 2014. Mm. And of course I said, yes, she needed a business plan, investor pitch and so forth. And as I was working on building that, I started to learn about what CBD is, what hemp is, what it can do. And that's really how I went down the rabbit hole of just peeling layers and learning about not just the performance benefits of the plant, but the environmental benefits too. Mm. And it was just mind blowing. Um, and at the same time, around the same time, I was working with a nonprofit that focuses on sustainability and investigative journalism, sharing stories that affect everyone related to the climate. And I found that as we're looking and the team was looking for solutions around microplastic pollution, around uh, carbon emissions, talking about sea levels rise, that hemp is not even in part of this equation. Mm. And me being all excited, just learned about this new wonder plant. I'd be like, what about hemp? What about hemp? I found that the stigma is just way, you know, too strong that people don't even want to give it a second thought. They want to crack a joke about it. And, you know, and 
one thing to the other, I felt that, okay, we need to raise awareness about this. And so I started uh, co-producing, uh, you know, experiential events with my clients at the time, Kyla Hempress Hill, shout out to her. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was incredible. We would, you know, have actual hemp products and have people learn about what it actually, see what it looks like and learn about not just the environmental benefits, but that actually it's a, it, it, um, it's performance benefits that actually sure. the end product is pretty cool. And doing that for about five, six years, I found that, you know what, before I can even start to talk about all the benefits. I, I decided that, you know, green takeover really needs to focus on not just what hemp is, but bridging both those worlds, showing mm. how climate action and hemp actually work hand in hand and how actually industrial hemp can accelerate a lot of the efforts that we're working on. And so Green Takeover was born. We're an education to action uh, social enterprise. We focus on simplifying the multi-layered world of climate action, decipher the lingo and showcase industrial solutions that we already have and then show why and how hemp can actually uh, accelerate it and why they're a perfect partner. Um, and as part of this educational component for Green Takeover, I was looking to increase my own knowledge. And so I found a carbon literacy cer certification course that I attended myself, was mind blown by the information that I learned where I thought I already knew a lot mm. and decided that this is something so instrumental. It's that foundational one-on-one information that everyone needs to know. And so I decided to bring it to Green Takeover and was surprised to know that it was actually the first U.S. designed course. There was nobody else offering this in the U.S. at the time. And so um, that's how we got here. And so far, since uh, launching early last year, it's been really great. There's been it's been received really well and feel like the, you know, from my participants and everyone who's joined, they really it helps create a bunch of aha moments. Right. Uh. And I think that's really important. I like to say that understanding the question properly is half the solution. And so really, this is what the course does. It's not telling you information that you can Google. It's not telling you, you know, I don't want you to, to memorize any of this information. What it really does is help break down what the various elements are that are impacting the climate crisis, so to say. Mm -hmm. And it helps people better understand where and how we can step in to make some of those changes. Right. And so, it, I mean, if I understand, too, it's not just where we can make those changes kind of corporately and through your community, but also individually, right? In your own households. I mean, to do your part and do your piece is part of, <clears throat> of the good things that are gonna be covered in the course. Absolutely, yes. So we talk about the changes that people can make in their personal life, whether it's your home and something as big as, you know, insulating it properly or something as simple as, okay, well, where is the heat in the room? You know, let me think about how I'm cooking and, and small to those tiny details. Right. As well as looking at, okay, well, I'm an architect. How can this, how can I take this and apply it to my profession? Right. And I think that that's really important because with the way the world is changing right now and, um, ESGs, sustainability, United Nations, sustainable development goals, and so forth. There's becoming more and more interest in these areas. 
And I think that, you know, as anyone else who's been in this field, it takes some time to really comprehend. And so I feel like having this level of information now is critical because at that point, when some project does hit your desk or you are, you know, have um, a client request for something or you do want to make a change in the business, you already have those basics to know how and where you can think about it. Yeah, because it, it seems to me, even for people who may not, let's say, totally have bought in, okay, to the whole concern about carbon, right? Because some people, quite frankly, listen to hear so much chatter and noise and almost, you know, racket, right? About I mean, that, that sometimes it's hard for them to be able to step back and say, okay, how do I know that this is just not, and then the, on the other side, you've got people screaming just as loud about how the other side is, you know, crazy and it doesn't do anything to help. Um, and so just to have an idea and understanding, <clears throat> look, even if you haven't bought off on all the science, let's just assume for a second, somebody doesn't. Okay. Do that. The reality of it is it's here to stay. Okay. Have you heard anybody saying, Hey, let's start smoking. I mean, right. Nobody's saying that, right? Because it's just, look, nobody's doing that. Okay. It's not happening. It's gone. All right. Um, um, it's the other way. And so you really need to have at least some working knowledge and understanding about what it is, maybe even what it isn't, so that you can at least understand. Um, now, how do I apply that? And it could be from a business perspective. How are you changing things just to meet the marketplace? Because the marketplace is, is demanding more and more, right? That these things that <clears throat> they want to know that you're watching your carbon footprint. And, and if you aren't paying attention to that, you may find yourself behind the eight ball. Is that a fair statement or? That's 100% accurate. And I think a good way I like to think about it is like the tech boom, early 2000s. Mm. You know, it's it's here. It's here to stay. You can either get on board today and make the investment. You'll probably have longevity and be able to pivot as needed as technology changes because it is new. Um, and this is the same way. The, the sooner you're able to understand and think about how you want to strategically align your green actions and your climate action with your business model, with your strategic corporate goals, or even on a personal level, as you mentioned, in your daily life, it really makes a difference for you to start that process today versus you're like, okay, I don't care about it. Okay, I don't care. And then five years down the line, now it's government mandated or now you have right. you know investor mandated and you're trying to struggle and figure it out last minute. So I think it's about educating yourself. You really just understand. And to your point, you know, one thing I do mention in the course a lot, I, I is helping, you know, stay away from some of that political, so to say, uh, perspectives. It's more about, okay, this is what's happening, like you said, scientifically to not even on climate change, but here's what's happening to our soil. Here's what's how it's affecting our food. Here's how it's affecting our trees and birds and, and you know, biodiversity. And here are examples of what we're seeing today that are showing you that this change is here to stay. And so if we all do our tiny part, I mean, this isn't about creating some sort of kumbaya, butterflies and rainbows future. 
You know, there's always going to be, there's always something you have to give up. There's always something that's throughout history since 8,000 BC when we started agriculture, <laughs> right? I mean, there's always some, there's no perfect utopia. It's always going to be something that we're giving up. But what this is showing is, hey, understand that there are some things that we can change that can help make our lives a little bit more healthier uh, and preserve a little bit more of those basic requirements and resources that we need. Right, right. right. I, I think even the biggest doubter or even the person or the group that might be <clears throat> maybe the most unlikely to, you know, want to pay attention. I think any of them can understand we cannot continue to do things the way we've done it. OK, um, I happen to be one that believes that there's not any way that we're totally getting off of fossil fuels. OK, it's never going to go totally go away. OK, now I know I'm speaking to somebody who's happens to be in Saudi Arabia right now, but I'm just saying <clears throat> it's not. I mean, that may be a utopia idea. So it's not so much about the idea about, no, you have to totally get rid of all of it. The question is, how do we do things differently? How do we add other resources to the table so we're not totally relying on just strictly fossil fuels? We've got to be able to have a way to balance that and realize that we can't continue to do everything the way that we've always done it. That train's left the station. So let's think about other ways we can do it. And, and if others want to have the conversation about eliminating this or eliminating that, you can have that conversation. I just don't think that that's a good use of our time and, and effort right now. I think it's more about how can we, I'm not even talking about let's all meet in the middle. I'm just saying, can we not understand that there's got to be a different way to do things in the way we have done them? And so uh, the planet is not going to last as long as we'd like if we don't pay attention to these things and make some adjustments. And, and um, maybe that's the moderate stance. I don't know, but it seems to me to be the, the right way to think about it. True. And, you know, it's not even about the planet. It's about our drinking water, our fresh air, our fruit. Um, those are the things that aren't going to be around. And that's, that's important to think about because yeah. we need it. So it's not even about wanting to save some tree in some forest. It's about the needs that I actually need and my family rely on. In, in our community relies on these are the things that are at jeopardy here and also to go with what you're saying you know i innovation doesn't happen necessarily someone just sitting and thinking about it we're never going to find solutions that way mm. we have to take action we have to in in that process of taking action is where innovation happens and i think that that's something really important to think about you know when mm. For example, even with the Hoover Dam, when that was built, you know, at the end of the Great Depression, there was two, you know, major innovative engineering concepts that are still being used today that Frank Hurriab Crow came up with. But he came up with them not because he was trying to be innovative, but because he faced obstacles that he had to that he had to address. You know, another example is looking at Saudi Arabia or some of the other Gulf countries today that depend on oil, they're all diversifying their economies and they've come up with an initiative or a framework called a circular carbon economy. We're looking at, okay, how can we reuse the carbon emissions from burning fossil fuels while we are finding other clean sources of energy? And these things happen when we actually start taking action. We're not going to discover them if we don't. There you go. There you go. 
Well, look, give us a little teaser about the course. Of course, I'm not, I'm going to I want everybody to hear me loud and clear. I'm taking the course. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the things that that I'm going to learn. And so it's a three week course, right? Two hours a week. Is there going to be homework or can I get a cheat sheet? You know, I'm talking to you <laughs> early or is there as uh, give me a heads up on kind of the course itself, the things that you can expect. Sure. Yeah. The next course we have is starting February 10th uh, and it is divided over three sessions, two hours each. The first one, day one, we'll be talking about how did we get here? We'll take a little bit of look at the Industrial Revolution and really, again, it's a great thing that brought us to modern society and help better understand what changes happened in how we function with nature that led us to this specific situation that we're in today. We'll look at some examples. We'll look at some global initiatives that are pushing towards a positive change. And then day two, we'll talk about our four action areas. These are the four pieces of the pie that you can start taking action on immediately. There's some low hanging fruit you can do the second you get off the course. There are some uh, other actions that would require a larger investment, but would have higher rewards. And then day three, we take a look at climate justice, how our actions are impacting other communities. What is eco-anxiety? What is eco-guilt? Um, how do we feel about all this? Because it's it's true. I mean, the research done by the American um, Psychology, uh, Psychology Association found that about 60% of youth were having nightmares and they couldn't sleep because they're thinking about the future of the country, uh, wow. the future of the of the world. Yeah. So it's it's real. And a lot of times eco guilt makes us not want to talk about it. You know, I'm going to enjoy my steak. I don't want to talk about climate action and tell me not to eat meat. Right. I love my burgers. And so right. we, we talk about some of that and then storytelling. So how do you convey this information that you just learned to your stakeholders, whether that be your clients, your family, your community? Um, and then at the end of the course, you there is uh, one form that to fill out. So it's a it's where it's demonstrating your knowledge, a summary of what we need to do in order to be carbon neutral as a society, and then taking an individual pledge and committing to a group pledge that's going to help lower your emissions. And it would be tied to the four action areas that we talked about. Um, very homework, very cool. Yeah, no homework, but there's a documentary to watch before we start. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll be looking for my <laughs> inbox. I'm going to be ready. Yeah. I'm going to be eager beaver. I want to be teacher's pet. I want to tell you right yeah. now, I'm not teacher's pet. At the, at, the, at the beginning and the end, I'm going to be disappointed about part of it. So tell us well, how, well, go ahead. No, tell me more. I was just going to add one more thing is that the, the course is very interactive. So it's not just me talking for six hours. It's we have a lot of interactive, you know, it's interactive. There is dialogue, there is discussion. You go into breakout rooms, you have to figure stuff out with your team members. So the, the point, like I said, isn't to give you information that you can just Google, but to really help people think about it in a little bit of a different way. That's very cool. Well, tell us and our listeners how they can sign up for not only this course, but maybe the next one, as well as to connect with you. GreenTakeOver.com uh, is the website. So we have the courses listed there. Uh, you can reach out to me there as well. We're at GreenTakeOver on Instagram. Um, feel free to reach out anytime. LinkedIn. Just look. So what other courses are in the are, are, are in the funnel? You got something new coming up that you're working on that you uh, I'm sure you're continually as you're as you're teaching this. I know that when I teach stuff, I'm always learning things that are on people's mind and going, oh, you know, 
that's a great spot. We need to fill that void right there. We need to do something like that. So what's give us some insight as to as some uh, some scoop as to what <laughs> might be coming down through Green Takeover to learn uh, about some future courses. So one of the things also about the carbon literacy course, it's not only the first U.S. designed course, but it's the first one ever to talk about hemp. So it's carbon literacy with a little splash of hemp. And I talk about as we look through the different issues that we're trying to, uh, to solve, where hemp and, can help and how it can help. And so one of the courses that I've delivered a couple of times, but haven't had um, a public launch for it yet, so to say, is a hemp literacy course oh. for those who aren't in the industry to better understand what it is. I mean, there's still so much confusion about it, even for many people who are in the cannabis industry, medicinal or recreational side of it. They're not very familiar with the breadth of, you know, the solutions that hemp can offer. And so hemp literacy is really important. So that's going to be uh, coming soon on greenfakeover.com. Cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very terrific. That's great. Have a Sadiq. Green Takeover at greentakeover.com. In case somebody is driving and you want to hear that again, so you'll know where to when you pull over, how to go uh, find that course. And not only that course, but other courses as well, too, on carbon literacy and helping us all understand a little bit more than we than we knew. Hopefully a lot more than we knew whenever we first got started to do that. The course is very reasonable, uh, reasonably priced. This is not a free gig. OK, nor should it be. Um, but it's um, in my not so humble opinion. But we are absolutely going to. Promote it as much as we can as well, too. And, and for us from the co-op, we think it really makes a lot of sense because a lot of U.S. corporations, in our opinion, have rushed really maybe some places a little bit too quickly to talk about their ESG goals. And now they're jumping back and going, OK, how am I really going to meet these things? And and uh, to know that hemp can be a part of their ESG goals, particularly as it relates to what they're doing for the carbon footprint. We want to know more about that as we interact with people to be able to talk to them. So when we're continuing to do and focused on regenerative agriculture and continuously focusing on sustainable development, this is a perfect component uh, to all of that. So we're, we're excited about it. So it'll be a, it'll be cool to be able to, to learn more whenever we, right. whenever we do that. All right. Wonderful. So, yeah. I'm excited to have you in the course. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Thank you for joining us, uh, folks. If you're listening in and want to learn more about our cooperative and what we're doing for hemp growers, you can go back to our website at nationalhempcoop.us. Um, uh, sign up for our newsletter, if you will. Learn about all our podcasts uh, that we've had from um, uh, all of last year and also going forward on this season can all be there, as well as wherever you might listen to your podcasts. So, Eva, thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. It's been a pleasure. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.